Welcome to r slash, a podcast where I read the best posts from across Reddit. Today's subreddit is r slash ask reddit where we answer the question, what was your screw it, I'm done helping others moment? Our first reply is from Bad Panda. I had a friend years ago who was a bit self-centered and prone to stretching the truth. But he was a nice enough guy with a rough backstory and my friend group liked him, so I cut him a lot of slack. I like to host and I have friends staying over pretty regularly. Back then, I usually had one or two people spending the night on any given day. Anyhow, over the span of a couple of years, this guy starts abusing that. Staying over for days or even weeks at a time, eating my food and drinking my liquor without contributing, that sort of thing. While constantly talking about his grand plans and daydreams as if they'd already happened. A little sad, but also pretty annoying after a while. Anyhow, I sit him down one day and let him know that he's gotta head home, and that he's free to come over and hang out, but I'm not comfortable with him staying over for the time being. He leaves. I think it went remarkably well and I head out to work. As it turns out, he broke into my house while I was away at work and stole a bunch of my sister's things because my birthday was coming up and neither of us even thought to get me a gift. It takes a special person to rationalize how burglarizing someone isn't really their fault. Anyway, all slack and sympathy went out the window immediately. I called the cops and he's dead to me. And what's even weirder about this is that this guy's justification doesn't even make any sense. If his birthday is coming up, then wouldn't it make sense for him to wait for the birthday to expect the gift? Typically, people don't give people their birthday gifts before their birthday. Our next reply is from Big Fat Smelly. When a good friend of mine that I worked under had cancer and wasn't able to pay some bills, I loaned her $200 just to help. I was only 18 at the time and felt bad because she had kids. It was right around the holidays and I just wanted to help however I could and be a good person in life. She promised to pay me back when she could. It turns out she lied about having cancer, was stealing from the company I worked at, scammed my other coworkers, and would come in after calling out of work for her chemo to make fraudulent returns while I was overseeing the store myself because of her calling out. I got that jerk fired and got promoted to her position after that. It turns out she didn't have cancer. It turns out she was the cancer. Our next reply is from Fire and Ice Tea. I had a newish neighbor ask if you could borrow our lawnmower. Sure. Well, more or less every week he would come and get it out of our garage, use it to cut his grass, put it away without cleaning it or adding gas. In the fall, we mentioned it was a good time to get deals on a new lawnmower, and he never talked to us again. Our next reply is from My Name is Sarah. I'm a teacher. A parent of a former student contacted me in an emergency situation. She couldn't afford to pay bills and needed help. She was super helpful to me in my first year teaching, so I asked friends and family to help out and raised her about $2,000. Never again. She's contacted me every few weeks since then, always with a new reason why she needs more money. And when I offer her food and clothing resources, she refuses it. She's placed me in such an awkward situation, and I regret ever trying to help her out in the first place. And beneath that, we have a similar story from Sheep of Wall Street. I had a customer who used to show up and just wear me down until I gave him free stuff. He got so intrusive that even after I left that job, he coerced my old coworker into telling him where I work now. This dude had the audacity to call my work and left a message asking me to go scout out campsites for him. I ignored him and he called me over and over again. Finally, my boss had to tell him to stop calling if it doesn't have anything to do with my business. He kept trying and eventually gave up. Our next reply is from Scammer C. My mother and her new husband had moved into a new place and invited all their kids over for Christmas. 
In previous years, we would buy a whole turkey dinner from somewhere so that no one had to cook. So imagine my surprise when my husband and I walk in. My mother walks out of the kitchen. She hands me a spoon and says, Good, you're finally here. And goes to sit down in the living room. After a quick and awkward conversation, it was determined that my job was to make sure everything currently in progress, or not even started, got to the table on time while everyone else socialized. Basically, I was the help and should have realized that. So any feelings I had about that were my fault. So I did, and not knowing the family dynamics, my new step-siblings were very thankful and appreciative of all my efforts, which caused a meltdown for my mother about how we should all be thanking her. That was the first time that I used a phrase that's come in handy for these situations. I'm so sorry. It'll never happen again. And it never did. They weren't happy when they finally realized what that meant. And then when someone asked what the fallout was, OP says, I guess it depends on what you mean by fallout. My mother decided that it was completely out of line for me to complain, and if that's how I felt, we could just stay home from now on. As you can imagine, I was completely crushed that I wasn't going to be used for free labor anymore and went completely no contact the next holiday. Probably more to do with being in Cuba, but whatever. The next year was dad's turn, then a trip to visit my father-in-law the year after, then I ruined Christmas because I didn't want to spend time with my family. That is to say, none of the others wanted to be the kitchen slave while she hosted. I never made my mother a meal again, but I know from my stepsister that she would get pissed off whenever one of my friends or family would make gushing posts on Facebook about one of my dinners. And all because someone dared to thank me for cooking. Our next reply is from I Believe in Space. When I had a truck during college, everyone suddenly wanted me to help them move. Most were cool and gave me money or ordered pizza. Unprompted, by the way. One time, however, some dude I barely knew needed help. I show up, and nothing is packed in his apartment. He had a giant fish tank and lived on the third floor with no elevator. It was a freaking nightmare, and I never got a dime, nor food, or even some beers. I never talked to him after that. Beneath that, Zig Hextech says exactly what I was thinking. Oh, looks like you haven't packed. I'll come back tomorrow when you need help moving. Our next reply is from Rosefeather. I used to frequently stay late at work for clients who showed up at the veterinary clinic last minute with a non-emergency problem and no appointment. Then, three times in a row, three different people were told up front about the after-hours fee, agreed to pay it instead of scheduling an appointment for the next day, and all of them called back the next day fussing that they shouldn't have been charged extra for keeping us 30 to 60 minutes past our scheduled hours, and that we were terrible and trying to scam them by charging them for our time, even though we told them up front that they had another option. It was exhausting and demoralizing. We did more than we had to for them after already working a full day because a desire to help is why we're there in the first place. And they responded by saying our time was worth nothing and we suck. The entire staff said F that. Now, unless it's a literal life and death situation, if we can't fit someone in before closing and they didn't have an appointment, it's a firm no. I'm in this profession to help others, and I still work late for real emergencies when they happen, or if an appointment runs longer than expected. But I'm done sacrificing my personal time for entitled people who don't actually need it. And OP clarifies in an edit, The people did pay, but they were calling later to complain about it and demand a refund, or say they were canceling the transaction on their card. Interesting fact about vets. Vets actually have one of the highest suicide rates of all professions. Apparently because of people like these people. 
the problem with most people who go to the vet is that they're expecting hospital-level service on a dollar store-level budget. Our next reply is from Carrie Zero. After working free of charge as a freelance graphics guy to build up my portfolio and having a client basically make the most minor of adjustments and constant revisions, four posters, which should have taken me a day tops, really ended up taking three months. And when they wanted four more posters, I wanted money, and I got ghosted. Lesson learned. Our next reply is from Hideout. We were asleep one night with the window open. We woke up because there's a couple walking down the road arguing. The girl is closer than the guy. Next thing we know, the girl is banging on the door begging to come in, so we call the police. They get there, and the couple is gone. The cops tell us that this is a common ruse being used in the area to get you to open the door so they can rob you. And then on the other side of the coin, we have this story from Catfish Tam. I actually once was the girl banging on the door in the middle of the night screaming for help. But I actually did need help and was covered in blood trying to escape my boyfriend who was beating me. But now, reading this seven years later, I see why maybe the first couple didn't open up at all. And then, back to the other side of the coin, we have this story from Bye Bye Bye. I had something similar happen when I was a kid. A lady knocked on the door in the middle of the night, holding a toddler who was asleep. My mom answered, and the lady asked if she could come inside because her car broke down. My mom was generous and kind to a fault, but something felt off. My mom said the woman can't come in, but she could call a tow truck or her husband to come help. The lady says, no, but won't you let us come inside? My kid is cold. My mom became even more suspicious and told me to grab some blankets from the cupboard. She said we can wrap the kid in blankets until someone comes to help. The lady got all pissed off and walked away. Guess she didn't need help. I still have no idea what she actually wanted, but it obviously wasn't help with her car. So there you have it, folks. Next time a young lady knocks on your door in the middle of the night, it's basically a 50-50 coin toss. She's either knocking on your door because she's about to get murdered or you're about to get murdered. Our next reply is from Red Eye Rob. We've helped out my sister-in-law a few times with money and bills. Never a lot. $50 here, $100 there. Usually for some bill to avoid services being cut off. I'm usually the more heartfelt one in my marriage, but I ended up being the one to put my foot down. We went over to her apartment once. She had two big flat screen TVs, a new couch, a new fridge, kids on a new PlayStation, or whatever console she got them. It was all Renaissance stuff, but that was the end for me. I didn't have any of those things myself, not to mention the incredibly bad financial decision those things were with their high interest rates. Part of me felt like I was taking food out of her kids' mouths, but I realized that no, her poor decisions were doing that. And beneath that, we have a similar story from Ezra. My uncle had a similar experience with a friend of his years back. He thought they needed the grocery money for the kids. Turns out, they were spending the money on frivolous luxury goods instead of necessities. The next month, his friend asked if he could help him through a tight spot, and my uncle said sure. My uncle brought over one jar of grape jelly, one jar of peanut butter, and two loaves of bread. And he never heard from that guy again. Our next reply is from Ajax Kid. I have neighbors across the road who we extended ourselves to help out because they had young kids and seemed to be struggling. Well, they were really starting to take advantage to the point where we couldn't walk out of our house without them literally yelling for us because they needed a phone, a ladder, money, someone to drive them somewhere, diapers, our Wi-Fi password, our wood, etc., etc. This started happening every day and multiple times a day. It became ridiculous and oppressive. They've since pulled that stunt with everyone else on the road. 
wearing out one generous person after another. Once you realize they're merely moochers and are content to remain so, that's when you're done. And beneath that, we have a similar story from Rivers Ford. Try having those people as family. My wife's oldest sister has two young daughters. Her and her husband are constantly getting brand new cars, the best liquor they can find, and other expensive toys and such. I personally can't stand them much. Then my sister-in-law, who was on dialysis, found out that she had a kidney donor. To help out for the surgery, my wife offered to get them groceries so they gave her a list. Of course, it was filled with worthless junk. While we could technically afford it, we weren't exactly flush with cash. We had to move our money around. This went on for a month with my wife making weekly trips. I was adamantly against it, which my wife said was unfair as they needed the help. On my wife's most recent trip, I got a call from my wife apologizing for not listening to me. My brother-in-law couldn't wait to show her the brand new movie theater he had put in. She was beyond pissed. All I could say was, I warned you. And then another bizarre story from Princess Nanny. I live next to someone just like this. Two young kids, very friendly. Then they just start taking advantage of you. I made the mistake of telling them that I was a nanny and I offered to babysit them all of one time. After that, it was seriously at least once a day that they dropped their kids off. It wasn't even like the kids were easy. Two kids still in diapers who were little terrorizers. I finally told them to screw off and they yelled at me for not being available. They knocked on my door, left their two young kids waiting there, and peaced out. I wasn't even in my apartment. Cops were called after a toddler wearing nothing but her diaper was found wandering the apartments. Our next reply is from Blitz and Vixen. One day I found a puppy, dirty, hungry, and just scared and lost. I gave him a good meal, some love, and went to drop him off on the address on his collar. The dude thanked me, then proceeded to beat the stuffing out of his dog, and told me to mind my own business when I tried to get him to stop. Then the guy carried the dog by his collar to a five-foot-long chain in a muddy patch with a sucky, broken, three-wall doghouse where I'm guessing the dog spent 100% of his time. I called the cops, but they did nothing. The dog technically had shelter, which qualifies because he had three walls and a roof, even if it was filled with holes and it gets down to 20 degrees Fahrenheit at night here. P.S. I stole the dog three weeks later. As a dog lover, I don't get it. Like, if you don't like dogs, if you're going to beat your dog and keep him in the yard all the time, why get a dog? The whole point of having a dog is that it fills your life with love and you get to play with it and it's fun. But if you hate the dog, why get it? Why spend money on it? People like that guy are not only the scum of the earth, they're also just completely moronic. Our next reply is from Deleted. Me and my girlfriend were leaving at McDonald's and pulling up to the stoplight. There's this homeless old man that we've seen around the area ever since we moved there, and my girlfriend decides that since we've never given anything to this guy and he's always there, we should give him one of our McDoubles. He comes up to our car and says thank you. Then he walks back to his corner as the light turns green, and he just tosses it on the road right in front of where we were driving. Dude, what? I'm not even homeless, and if someone gave me a free McDouble, I'd be thrilled. Our next reply is from Life is Sweet, So Am I. I was donating baby and toddler clothes to a mom in need through one of those Facebook donating pages. She didn't have a car and I did, so I drove 30 minutes away to deliver the stuff all for free. I got in a bad accident less than 5 blocks from her house. So I texted her to see if she could come get what she was able to because my car was totaled. She wouldn't walk the 4 blocks, then reported me to the group and got me kicked out for not following through. 
I ended up with a fractured sternum. Yeah, F that noise. Never again. Truly, the audacity of Facebook choosing beggars knows no limits. That was r slash ask reddit, and if you like this content, check out my Patreon where I publish episodes that were banned from YouTube. Also, be sure to follow my podcast because I put out new reddit podcast episodes every single day.